What's up? What's up? Mom, daddy, so I'm holding on. Ava, hopefully she she's she's calm now. So hopefully she's calm. <laughs> oh shit! Hey, what's up, Richard? What's up? How we living? How we living? Uh, we good. We good. We good. We got Ben coming on right now. Okay, we, I we could. Dan's gonna be here six thirty. No, he's not gonna come on. He's not. This has happened before. He's not gonna come. This has happened before. We, he's uh like, okay, give me fifteen minutes. I'm just coming out of this meeting. An hour later, all right, give me fifteen minutes. I'm just coming out of this meeting. No, he ain't coming on. So we can't. We can't. No, we, we can't. Uh, we can't hold ourselves back. We can't hold this country back. We can't hold our fans, our listeners back from hearing what we have to say about what occurred last week and into the last weekend. Uh, we're just gonna go kick this shit off right now. We're gonna start now. This is off the top. This is our, our special uh, election 2020 edition. We got we got Avante, we got Ben, yep. and we got our political operative, former GOP operative. Now he's on now he's on the right side. Now he's on the right side. We got Rick Garcia in here. Oh shit, they are coming. They are coming. Oh my god, he must have heard us. He must have heard us. Oh, he's early. Yeah, he's Mayor early. Ben. Mayor here. Maybe now you're in Philly. That looks like your house. No, I just flew. I literally landed like I li- literally got here like 20, 30 minutes ago. Uh, so he he he, he must have heard he heard the, the birds chirping. He couldn't let his fans down. We needed we needed Nay up on this episode, and I'm glad you're back, baby. I'm glad yeah. you're back. Folks, he's in. So discount everything I said at the beginning of this shit. He oh, is here. Talking <laughs> shit before this? <laughs> Just cut it. <laughs> nah, I ain't cutting that shit. We have to edit that out, man. Nah, I ain't cutting that shit. It's, it's 3.15 on a Wednesday. No, 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 no. I didn't say I didn't say anything bad. It was just, I just said basically if the last time you said you were gonna be fifteen minutes, an hour later you were like, it's gonna be fifteen minutes, and then we had to cancel. So that's it. Well, when you the celebrity, you know, you're sketchy, you know. Damn. <laughs> da- hey, hey, Rick Garcia wow. has the highest rated shows on on the show. Dave, Rick Garcia has the highest rated show. on here. He wants to take credit for that, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, it's because I was here, I was here. No, 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 man. Hey, what's up, Ava? Yeah. Uh, baby Ava. She still don't talk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take that shit back, man. <laughs> that shit don't work. Uh, okay, let's get into it, man. Biden, Harris ticket. We won, y'all. We fucking won. Or did we? Did we win? Is, 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 it, is it called? Is it frozen? What the... But man, I guess it should staticking. Heck, it is. Yeah, it Marcus. Is. It ain't me. It ain't me. It ain't me. It, it, me. it is me. It's you. It's probably. It's you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, no, I got. Hey, I got a thousand uh, megabytes up on this bitch. Sometimes it's only working. I don't know. Maybe I'm down by the border. I don't know. Whenever you, when your phone. Probably that new iPhone 12. You need to take nah, I ain't even turn that shit on yet. But you know, when you get down by the border, it's going to Mexico. My shit might be bumping off the Mexico antennas or whatever. But we're back. Did so. Biden Harris ticket, we won or did we win? Rick Garcia, did we win?
It's over, baby. It's over. Top of the ticket, we won. Top of the ticket, we won. We'll talk a little bit more about down ticket, but oh yeah, no, it's absolutely over. Uh, hundred, I mean, ninety nine point nine nine percent, right? The only way that it's not over is if there's a military coup, which I would <laughs> highly, highly, highly doubt. Given this administration, you never can set that completely aside. But I mean, that's the thing, right? Like a lot of the different concerns around some of the moves that Trump are making right now. He's not, um, he's not participating in the transition. He's stacking the Pentagon. All of these are horrible, horrible signs. But is that going to really negate this election? And is it going to negate an election that um, Biden's going to end up winning with 303 electoral votes? He's going to win as a challenger with a higher margin than any president since, I believe, FDR in the modern era. Damn. It's just not happen but we should still absolutely be vigilant but i think the main thing is we should all just be ecstatic at the outcome at least at the top of the ticket uh because don is gone finally finally don finally. is yeah. gone i, I mean wish, go ahead man go ahead man. i wish we had recorded earlier because this stunt that he's trying to pull is you know put a little bit of water on on a uh, on the excitement you know yeah you know, it's like, man, like you're not, you're not gonna, <laughs> <laughs> like you're not gonna concede. Okay, whatever. What what I want the most out of this is I want Don. I want them to put Don in front of a, a a microphone and just let him wax poetic for however long he needs to. You know, don't be poetic. I'll tell you that for fucking sure. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just want like let him talk instead of just you know silence. You know, let let's. I want I want now's the time I want to hear him talk instead of him campaigning, you know, so. Well, th- th- this is basically, he is campaigning. I-, I hold, I mean, my theory is basically what he's doing right now is continuing his his propaganda and his campaign. And, and Nate's been saying this as well. He's been saying this all along, that he's basically continuing his campaign, although he knows he lost, he's continuing it, continuing it um, and going to be carrying it along for the next four years until 2024, basically. They're, they're, they're propagating this whole bullshit, you know, scheme of voter fraud and trying to sow the, the you know, um, mistrust, of, yeah, in, in, our, in our election process so they can keep this thing going. This is, this is political strategy. This is what the GOP has been doing for decades. It's crazy. Nayib, how are you feeling? I'm good, man. I just got back from Pennsylvania and I, uh, it was kind of like a little, a little recount for myself because when I got there, I was like, oh man, I'm sweating going here. <laughs> but I mean, as soon as I got off the plane, I saw like uh, steel workers or somebody uh, uh, for Biden. And then um, as we went into like a smaller town and I was doing my, you know, my walking, you know, getting my exercise, I was like every, for every six or seven Biden signs, I saw like one, one Trump sign. Um, so the numbers are real. Like Pennsylvania is a, uh, uh, historically a red state. Um, and I was in a very red area that had been flipped over to blue. So it was literally like, I'd take one step and then the next house over was like blue lives matter or black lives matter. Next step was we support, uh, Bethlehem police. And then it would be Biden, Biden, Biden. And so I was like really surprised to see how, how, cause it, it's not that like people don't have a lot of front yards in that, like where I'm at and stuff like that. So it was interesting to see so many signs and so many people who are, the numbers are out there. They don't lie. 
Um, I'm still surprised that he got nearly nine more million votes than he did last time, which is fucking crazy to me because he, I, I mean, personally, I think he did a pretty bad job. Um, and he still got nine more million people to show up. But uh, yep, yeah, yep. Hey, Rick, what do you got? I mean, come on, break out the break well, out the iPad. Want, let me see the numbers. Let me let me hold on, hold on. We'll get to the numbers. We'll get to the numbers. But I want to correct you. Pennsylvania is actually a historically blue state. Uh, Biden, or, uh, okay. yeah, Don, he flipped it last election because I meant I meant the area I was in. I was in oh, a small okay. town in in Pennsylvania. Sorry, okay, but, like a rural town. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was um, in like in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Okay. Avante, how are you and Ava feeling about this? You know, I walk outside and you can feel like a weight lifted off of like every single person driving around. Granted, I'm in LA, well, California, which is blue, LA, which is blue, even more so the area where I live, Mid-City, which is like all blue, essentially. So like everybody's honking, honking horns, waving Biden Harris flags, but you can feel um, the absolute difference, like weight has shifted from us mm-hmm. onto their, onto them now, essentially. Yeah. And, uh, it's, you don't, you know, I didn't realize how much it weighed on me. Just all, all, like all this whole Trump stuff. Like, you know, y'all know me in this group chat. I don't even want to talk about this shit. I'm like, yo, why y'all keep texting about it? I don't care. But <laughs> yeah. I, I finally found that like, once it was all said and done and Biden and Harris are now, you know, our president and uh, vice president elect, I, I feel it, you know, and, and it, it almost felt like, a those Obama years when he first got uh, elected and I was running through the hallways, uh, campus of Cal State LA yelling my ass off. kind of felt the same <laughs> way, man. I'm, I'm excited. It felt good. We're going to get through whatever this is, this, this whole little fraudulent shit they're trying to talk about. We're going to get through it. It's going to be all good. We got Biden for at least four years and then we'll see after that. Yeah. You remember, you remember Star Wars? Return of the Jedi? No, Nick, we don't remember that shit. <laughs> okay. Well, Nayab, you know what I'm talking about. No, he don't either. Damn at, the, at the very end, when when they when they blow up the Death Star and the whole universe is celebrating and they're showing like clips of different planets that go like you know they're going jump the jump into one planet and another. Yeah, with the Jabberwockies. With the Jabberwockies. The Jawas. Jawas. Yeah, Ewoks. Oh, Ewoks, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, there's, like, where the, where the, the, the main characters are on planet Ewok, and they're celebrating with the Ewoks, you know, jumping up and down, that's, that's what the shit felt like on Saturday, you know, just yeah. watching TV and just seeing different uh, cities, different nations celebrating. Yeah. Like Facebook's been wild. Facebook's been real wild these last couple of days. I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. I, I'm fighting myself every time someone posts something, and then I'm just like, why <laughs> Why am I arguing with these people? Yeah. Just go to yeah. Parlor and go have a good time over there, man. Well, so, cause, as you guys know, I was in Arizona for uh, the soccer tournament this past weekend, and um, go, leading up to it, I was like, yo, because, you know, the election obviously was on Tuesday night, and then the tournament was this weekend, Saturday. Friday, Saturday, came back on Sunday. And I was like, yo, if, if we win, if we win Arizona, I'm just going to party. I'm going to hit that mini bar. I'm going to get fucked up and be drunk as fuck off the mini bar to celebrate. Um, but I had games on Saturday. So I didn't even know Saturday late into Saturday. And I didn't even know that we, that they called it for him. So, and, and we, and we lost that day too. And they didn't play very well. Well, they played okay, but they just didn't finish. And I was, was like kind of a coach. 
That boy? Point, boy. Point, <laughs> yeah, boy. Coach is on the hot seat. But anyway. What are you coaching in Arizona? I coach club soccer, man. Damn, you traveling for these little dudes? Yeah, we, there's no tournaments and no playing in California at all. So you have to travel. Damn, you taking yeah. the little COVID trips. <laughs> <laughs> but as I was saying, as I was saying, I was not happy, right? And then, and then I find out that they called the election and I still, it's still like, it kind of dampened my mood, but then I had a couple YCs, boy, and I was feeling it, baby. I was like, hey, we won, we won, we won. And like Avante was saying, he didn't realize the, the kind of low grade depression that he's been over the last four years. And I spoke to that. Uh, Michelle Obama finally gave me the words to, to how to um, express what I was feeling. But yeah, it was like a low grade depression. That's what Michelle Obama said. And, I, and for the last four years, I know immediately after the election in 2016, for the first two weeks, I was 100% depressed. But I didn't realize that I stayed in that depression for four fucking years. And it, it's, it's, I just, I feel better. Although, although all this, you know, propaganda shit and him still trying to steal the election is, is still there and I'm, I'm, I'm vigilant of it and I'm feeling it, the effects of it every day, I still feel better overall on a daily basis when I wake up in the morning. So, yeah, I just want to thank everybody for getting out there and voting. I know he's, he, he received the most votes in the history of, this, of the United States. Isn't that wild? Yeah, Joe took, Biden got more votes than Obama. Anybody, anybody, and that's what it took. It still took that to beat this motherfucker. And this motherfucker, he oh, he has the second most amount of votes ever in the United States history. It's fucking wild. Those ones a, count though. <laughs> he's a fucking racist and a fraud and all that kind of shit, and he still got that many votes. That's that just shows you how fucked up this country is. I mean, I I can't express that as enough how fucked up this country is. But hopefully, Marcus, nice let's let's Marcus, let's get to the real question right what? here, right now. Are you going to stay in the U.S.? Or are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've been thinking about it, and uh, my job is done, guys. I'm, I'm definitely going to be leaving again at some point. But I came, one of the reasons I came back was to see this shit through. I wanted to be here to vote, and I wanted to kind of be here with my people through this time. So I've been here for, it'll be two years in June. It'll be two years, so I'm almost a year and a half now. I've been back, and I wanted to... I kind of wanted to be here during this this time to experience it and be here with you guys and and vote. So yeah, yeah, I feel like my work is fucking done, man. I'm like Michael Jordan, motherfucker. You know, I hit that hit that last shot, and I'm about to be out this bitch. But I don't know exactly. Twenty twenty four. No, 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 no. Twenty twenty four. We need you one uh, more cycle. Hey, hey, y'all, on your own, man. I can only do so much. If you guys can't, you guys can't hold this shit up for twenty twenty four. It's on y'all. But Rick, Rick, can you explain what happened on election night? Because I know that I stayed up till 2 a.m. and I was definitely afraid that Don had won or was going to win. Can you explain what happened on election night? Yeah, so this year is unique, right? Because of all the mail-in voting. And if you remember leading up to the election, over 100 million or just below 100 million people had cast their votes either via early voting or um, absentee. And we'd never had that before. And so the numbers were just so, so, so high. And what happens, I mean, elections are essentially state-based affairs, right? And so states will set the rules for how they're gonna count ballots and how you can vote and when you can vote and, and all of that. And so different states had different rules for how, they could, for how and when they could start counting votes. And the challenge that we ran against was, if you think about the Sunbelt states, so Arizona, Florida, North Carolina, actually not really Sunbelt, but North Carolina, 
um, Georgia to a great extent, they all allowed you to start counting or at least processing votes prior to election night or election day. And so that's why when those states came out, you got a huge, huge, huge dump of voters. And so you pretty quickly knew, shit, we're in trouble in Florida. Uh-oh, North Carolina is not looking like we had thought it might look or how polls were saying it was going to look. Um, and so that was why it was like, holy fuck. Then you take these states like Florida, like uh, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and um, Michigan, who could only start counting their ballots day of. Now, some counties were a little bit different, and they could count them earlier. But by and large, we knew that we weren't going to get that big data dump right when polls closed. Okay. And those—that's what we call the blue wall. So, to Nave's point, you know, Pennsylvania was always part of this blue wall. It's—it's it's, those states had just named um, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota to an extent, I suppose, but. The key thing was that Trump was able to flip the blue wall in 16 and Biden had to come back and retake that. Yeah. And so we're behind right now, right? You know, the polls closed, night's not looking so great because we're behind in the states that we ultimately did end up losing or two, two of the four states. Um, but in reality, had these states begun to count their ballots before, Ohio, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, it would have been a completely different narrative on election night. Right. And, and, and part of that was actually the GOP in Pennsylvania blocked the, the yeah. elections people from being able to count before yeah. because they knew the scenario was going to happen. So that way, Trump can say, OK, like we're going to declare victory because we're ahead in the polls mm -hmm. when there are still, you know, millions and millions of votes to be cast. So yeah. this was all part of the plan as well. Can there you was, explain was, that simpler like, oh, for people who don't plan. understand? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't understand how these people don't get that. I just well, well, so basically, basically, what happened was the they no, had. No, I get it, Mark. No, 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 no. But, I'm a, but no, but <laughs> like, like you said, no, you understand. But I'm gonna explain it some more simple. Like I'm gonna explain it like line by line. So prior to the election, there were court there were court battles, of course, to see when and how the votes will be counted, the mail-in votes in Pennsylvania. It's a it's a GOP legislature legislator uh, legislative body, whole legislative body, and they decided that they will not count votes prior to election night. And that was a, a court ruling and, and legislative ruling there. Um, and, and they did that. So it was gonna be easier for them to propagate the voter fraud theory. Cause they knew, I feel like Pennsylvania knew that they weren't gonna be able to, to stay red. I think they knew that they saw the writing on the wall. So they wanted to be able to propagate the voter fraud theory. Um, I think, I think that the the news, the television news um, networks like CNN, they did a, a disservice. They didn't explain clearly enough what the process was going to be in each state. I think if they would have done that, I think it would have prepared people more and got us um, had us less less fearful, at least less for, less fearful for us and for the other side. I think it would have allowed would have dampered the the voter fraud shit that's going on today because even even the people even the people on the other side who are now think, saying oh voter fraud voter fraud i feel like if it was explained earlier that they would be even even you know reasonable thinking would be like oh they explained what was going on so this is these people aren't reason these people know, aren't reasonable they are i know i know they, I know, they made their own social media because <laughs> they they want to live in like this false reality where I know, they're I just know. Look, I, I wanted to give him some kind of credit. I wanted to give him some kind of credit. No, no, no. <laughs> CNN and them, they didn't really do a good job. All I would say was more votes are coming in. 
This yeah. Bro. They said that shit. They said that for 48 hours. <laughs> yes. And I was watching the whole fucking yeah. stream the whole time. But that was true. You know, and that, that was, it's like. But they, did, but they didn't. Like, I, I knew what was happening. Like, like what you two are just now talking about. I, I understood that was happening as it was happening. But they didn't, they never said it. No. No, I think. More, no, more, I, more votes I, I are coming in. No, they, yeah, they didn't explain it because that. they wanted us to stay on. It was because they are yeah. in the business of making money. They wanted us to stay glued to the television. If they would have been like, okay, we're not going to get any more results for another five, six hours, I would have turned that bitch off and turned something else on. But right around the corner, we got more results. So I'm like, okay, okay. No, they, they had me for a good four hours where I was like, <laughs> what was they're the- like, we got a big dump coming. And I was like, 3,000 people? I just waited for 3,000 votes yeah. for four Look, hours. Biden was at 256 for literally like 36 hours. Yes, man. I was like, fuck. Like, What's these votes at? They were trickling them up, and I was like, and then I see like, I, I see the. They were like Salt going, Bay on that ass. It was like Salt Bay. It was like forty nine point six four, and then it'd be like forty nine point six six. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but Mayab, to your to your point about like, what do these people not get? It it's simply it's simply the matter of fact of if if Donald Trump says something, they believe it. Right. Right. Like if he's on. If he's on the pulpit, if he's on the, the little thing with the White House logo on there and he's saying um, it's, it's voter fraud, yep. some bad things, very, very bad things happening out there in Michigan and in Detroit, naming all the black cities. Yeah. You know, like if he says that, people are, are eating out of his palm and they're going to believe whatever he says. Well, yeah, they're already saying Biden is going to shut down America. Just wait. I'm like, <laughs> when, when did Biden, like, when had that been part of his platform? Like, I'm going to shut down America. Never. 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 And they're like, I literally was getting a, I was like, why am I arguing with this 50-year-old woman who just has no <laughs> fucking clue what is she talking about? I you live point. with her, Naya, because you live point. with her, you have to. <laughs> I made the point to where hey, you know I don't go anything close near that age. <laughs> I made the point to where if I'm on Facebook or social media in general and I am talking to somebody who I realize I click on a profile and I realize oh this person could be my mother or this person could be in the age group and I'm like yeah. you know what? And now, now, you now, go now. There. These are, the, these are the people that Facebook you know attack. Yeah. Uh, actually, so so Ben, I'm not gonna uh, argue. I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna argue with those people. Ben, I'm glad you brought up his speech on uh, this. This was on Wednesday night, I believe, right? Wednesday, Wednesday yeah. or Thursday. Um, Rick, can you can you speak to how uh, outrageously uh, disgraceful and historically disgraceful that speech was? Excuse me, leading the witness. <laughs> I actually thought it was a strong speech, and let me tell you why. No, no, no. No, but it's just so like it's the antithesis of what America is about, right? And and I think that not just that moment, but everything that he's done since then, if we were to look at this and say, you know, it's another country, you know, in the world, mm-hmm. and the president is clearly losing the election, and yet he's refusing to admit that he lost. And he's installing his, you know, his political appointees in the Pentagon and other uh, other areas. His party or the Congress is refusing to accept that he lost. He's refusing to hand over or to work through a transition. And Secretary of State is saying we're going to transition to a second term when that didn't happen. We would be like, this is a like this is a problem, right? Yep. And yet, 
you, you know, and I think that's that, that's the thing. And, and a lot of these Republicans are just standing there saying, "Wow, we'll just let the process play through," and and they're encouraging this because they're worried of his wrath. But yep. at like, what expense to the democracy? They don't I care. Do think, though, I think the key thing, and I think this is valuable, is that it was such a disgraceful speech that even people that voted for him that aren't just like rabid Trumpers, I think a lot of people probably saw that and said, Jesus Christ, this is exactly who we thought he was. Mm -hmm. um, we're not, we don't, we don't believe that though, right? And so if you think about it, let's say 80 million ended up voting for Biden. Let's say we end at like 73 or something for Trump. Of those 73 million people that voted for Trump, my hope is that, you know, maybe a third of them are like, we actually lost, like we lost, we lost fair and square. And it's better for the country if we're actually, there's a cohesive plan to move to the next administration. Now, will that happen? I don't know. But the, the other thing that really struck me though, is in 16, when the media called the election, cause that's what they do, they make projections. Mm -hmm. uh, Trump was like, cool, we won. Yeah, and then in yeah, 2020, yeah, yeah. when the same projections are being made, the media doesn't decide this, they're fake, they're crooked, they're suppressing the vote. Like, get the fuck out. That's what this whole four years has been. They, they, they've they always had this al alternate, alternative uh, um, universe that they've been in where they can say and do all this shit, but when it gets turned around on them, then it's, you know, it's, 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 it's fraudulent or it's not real or it's theft or it's the radical left's taking from them. It's just fucking wild. Ben, what were you going to say? It's it's funny how Fox News was a uh, reputable news source for the last twenty years, and in the last two weeks, oh fuck Fox News! You know, all the <laughs> conservative people are like, oh, but they don't know what they're talking about. You know, the, it's another example of Trump saying, "Hey, we don't like that guy anymore," and then all of a sudden, the whole crowd says, "We don't fuck you. We don't like you anymore." So when Trump's is like, you know. Hey, what are y'all doing? When reports came out that like he called Rupert Murdoch, yeah, head of, the head of Fox News, and was chewing him out for calling, what was it, uh, Arizona, Arizona, yeah. too like too early on election night, and Fox News was the first media outlet to do that. Um, all of his base, all of a sudden, says, "Who's been watching Fox News for the last twelve years for the birtherism and all that shit." all of his base suddenly turned their backs on Fox News. And like, oh, yeah. now you can't trust the media. The media, blanket, <laughs> blanket term now. So we're like, okay, whatever. We're like, and Fox News ain't even media. It's like, that's, exactly. that's it's, it's not cable anywhere near it. It's cable yeah. entertainment. I mean, and, they've been, and they've been drinking that Kool-Aid for, like you said, for over 12, like years and years and years. And now, and now they're fraudulent yeah. too. When they had some, they, I saw yesterday that they had uh, a woman on there talking about voter fraud and she she was blacked out. Yeah, she, her face was all black. Was changed. Yeah, was all changed and shit. It was Ivanka. It was Ivanka Trump. It was Ivanka Trump. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the thing too with 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 the Arizona call that just destroyed the narrative. That so Trump told us what he was going to do. He said, "I'm going to declare victory on election night, and we're going to stop counting the votes." And by Fox News calling Arizona, that just completely disrupted his narrative. Yeah. Because that was supposed to be, and, and today I'd actually argue that it, they called it too early, right? Based on what we know today. Um, but that being but said, right. it was like, oh, wait, now the entire narrative moved from this is a terrible no night for Biden. He's getting smoked in Florida. North Carolina doesn't look good. He's running way behind in the blue, um, the blue wall states. Mm -hmm. And actually in Arizona, he's struggling as well. And in Nevada, that flipped it on its head and it suddenly became 
wait a minute, if we have a path in Arizona and now we're winning the Omaha, uh, the suburbs in, in Nebraska too to get a, an additional electoral vote, well, shit, now all we need is Nevada and we have a separate path to get there. We need Wisconsin, we have a separate path to get there. And so that just completely screwed up that uh, the pre-planning that the administration had done to cast doubt on this election. Well, and you know, they, they may have called it early, but they were right. Correct. They, they were, Correct. And, and, they, and they were right, uh, what, four days ahead? Like they can, the, the news networks and the, um, the, the projections and stuff like that, they can accurately count these things. They usually, they just don't. So they don't, you know, get fucked up with, with accounting, calling stuff too early and all that, blah, blah, blah. But I think all the networks knew what was going on on election night and they could have called most of the shit. It was tight, but this year is different, right? The reason why it was so tight this year is because we didn't really know how absentee and early voting was going to turn out, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. so, and what we've actually seen is that as absentee ballots have come in, those that arrived, um, you know, on election night or early are actually much more pro-Biden yeah. because people were more uh, motivated to vote for Biden. They put their, their ballot in the mail sooner these batches, even the mail ballots that they're counting now are actually much tighter or some are even actually uh, more tilted towards Trump mm -hmm. because later voters were voting for Trump. We saw that kind of break towards him. So, uh, so I actually think in Arizona, I actually think, I don't think that they knew, um, but I think that, I mean, now we of course know, but I think in some of these other states like Pennsylvania and, and uh, Michigan, of course they did call, but in Pennsylvania, like it was very clear and yet we still just have to validate because here's the thing, right? Imagine if one of those states would have actually been wrong and they would have gone to Trump, that the narrative of like yeah. the media is making this up and they're trying to install a president, it would have just blown up. So I, I yeah. actually respect that they were as conservative as they were in making Me those too. calls. Me too. But, but again, we should have been able to make those calls on election night because we should have had the ballots counted on election day, right? Like we should have been counting them early and then, and then released them. I agree. Yeah, and and with the mail in the mail in ballots, um, Biden was telling his his voters to you know do mail in because of COVID, and right. what we saw was over seventy percent. He was getting over seventy percent of the returns on the mail in uh, ballots in you know states like uh, Michigan, um, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Arizona, stuff like that. And and Don was telling his voters not to basically not to trust the process, period, but also do not vote by vote by mail. And that was where, where we saw no, his no. numbers dip. He told them to vote by mail in places where it worked for him, and then he told them not to vote by mail. He was all over the place. He was, and that's just him. He's erratic. He's a dumb fuck. So and he, and he installed his own postmaster general or whatever. And yeah, he did, I mean, he pulled it. that he guy slowed everything. the shit down. He did yeah. everything he when, could. When, when he, he did that. And that guy started removing like drop boxes across the yeah. country. Yeah. I said, you know what? I'm not mailing this. I'm going, I'm voting. That's what I said. Like, I'm not mailing this. Shit. Well, especially for you in, a, in that red state, man, you can't, you can't yeah. trust that shit. I, I mailed yeah. mine in because, you know, whatever. But yeah, if I, I, if I was you in the red state, I would have been like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and drop that shit off too. And that's, that's another thing. I, I forgot about the joy, man. The, the lengths that this dude went to prior to the election to talk about this voter fraud and to stop us, stop us, sorry, voter suppression, basically. And, and, and just the blatant outright, you know, forthright, the, just the whole visual of it is so fucking nuts. And, and the joy is a fucking criminal, all these other dudes. And another thing that gets me is that in these States where he, uh, where Joe Biden won, 
and they're, you know, calling the shit fraudulent, like in Georgia, that's a, a GOP legislator as well, legislative body there. So the um, Loeffler and Purdue are asking these, this, the state, what, the, the state, state, Secretary of state, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Secretary of state to resign because they allowed too many niggas to vote, basically. They allowed too, <laughs> they allowed too many, it's like, hey, you gotta go, you allowed too many niggas to vote, we lost, and now uh, well, Don, uh, Don lost the state. We're on a fucking runoff because you let too many niggas vote. You better leave. It's time for you to go. <laughs> speaking of speaking of Georgia, Rick, can you can you uh, explain to us or to me the the two runoff things and how does that? What is that? What are the implications for like the Senate in the House? Yes. For that? Yeah, 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 huge, huge, huge. So we obviously, Democrats underperformed significantly in the Senate, probably the biggest disappointment. Actually, the House was a disaster as well, but I think the Senate was probably the bigger disappointment um, of the night. But basically, where we're at right now is 50 senators are either Democrats or independents. Independents are like Bernie Sanders, Angus King are the two in Vermont and in Maine. Uh, 48, um, 48 for the Democrats, 50 for the Republicans right now. We have the presidency, and in a 50-50 tied Senate, the President pro temp, which is the vice president casts that tie-breaking vote. So that would be Harris um, in this setup. What that means, though, is that we have to win both of these runoffs in Georgia in order to get to a tied Senate. And they're both, they, they're, they're sort of unique. So one is it's the standard every six-year cycle. Mm -hmm. The other one, Loeffler's seat is actually a special election, mm -hmm. which is because, what was the guy's name? Uh, uh, shit. Uh... Not none. Who is that? One of the I guys or, uh, retired he, he, or whatever. He retired for health reasons. So they appointed uh, Loeffler. She's actually up again in 2022. But for the next two years, this is going to determine a Senate. So basically, um, the Senate election is, is, is critical if we're able to somehow win both of those seats. And it's going to be really, really tough. Really uh, we tough. would have essential control of the Senate. Yeah. So, so basically, with those two races, um, the Ossoff and Purdue race, basically Ossoff was just a better candidate. It is a better candidate, and he and the way that he ran his campaign was really, really good for that state. He focused on Purdue's, because uh, Purdue was one of the uh, insider tradings. Loeffler and Purdue both, both insider traded. So they, he focused on that. He also focused on Purdue trying to take um, healthcare from many, many millions of people in, in Georgia. They, he talked about the pre-existing um, conditions that he's trying to wipe out, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And the other one, there was three candidates. There was two, uh, the, the other election, the runoff was Loeffler. Who was the other one? So there were about 15 candidates in that one. So it's Warnock, who's the Democrat. He's, yeah. the, um, he's the pastor at MLK's church in Atlanta. Yeah. And exactly. And then there's, um, it was Doug Collins. Who Doug was Collins, like a, that's a crazy House member Trumper. Yeah. And then Loeffler. And the hope was that either Collins, the hope from the right was that either Collins or Loeffler would drop out mm -hmm. so that one of the two could get to the 50% threshold mm -hmm. and then not actually need a runoff. That ended up obviously not happening. Yes. Actually, in the Purdue race was the hope that Purdue could get to 50%, yeah. not need a runoff, um, and then Ossoff would be out. 
And it looks like just by a hair, we're going to actually get that to a runoff. So both, I mean, Georgia, if I have to say what, obviously Pennsylvania was an incredibly successful state for us, but the biggest surprise state for me was absolutely oh, 100%. Georgia. I didn't I even think about that state being becoming blue or anything. That wasn't even in my thought. I was like, damn, he going to win that shit. But so, so one of the reasons, one of the reasons that Collins did not drop out was because he's actually like a Don protege. Like Don loved that dude. He actually wanted him to be the candidate over Loeffler. So that's why he stayed in the race and to the detriment of both him and Loeffler. Um, Warnock is a really, really good candidate in the state as well. He ran a good, great campaign and he, I hope he wins. I just, I, I don't know if he will, man, just because of Georgia and, and you know, it is, it is what it is there, but they ran is good that, campaigns. Is that the, is that the Jewish guy who? No, Ossoff, Ossoff is the Jewish okay. guy. The where, young Jewish guy. Yeah, so Purdue put out, so the thing with that that race was, yeah, Purdue put out some anti-Semitic um, um, campaign ads. Large, and notes. Yeah, and people were turned off about that. But Ossoff is just, he's a young guy, he can speak. Um, people know that Purdue's bullshit, and, you know, basically he's just there to enrich himself and his friends and do all this other bullshit. But so Ossoff ran a really good race. Warnock ran a really good race as well. Um, he's... We got it. He's a really good candidate for that state. And, and Rick's been saying this uh, a long time to me, is that Democrats need to run good candidates. It's not about um, what the message is, but you have to run good candidates for the particular states where you're in. You can't run a, a super, super left candidate in Georgia. It has to be a, somebody more moderate or somebody that has the, the pulse of the people and, and or be of the people. Right. So those in those two races, they really had good candidates. So that's why they're so close. And hopefully, hopefully we can win those things, man. Like I, I'm going to donate. If, if you're a Republican, you can't be. I mean, if you're a Republican, you can't be sweating this. If you're a Don, if you're a Donald Trump supporter, you're upset. But I mean, hindsight, Biden, like that meme said, like Biden's pretty moderate. He's not he's far oh, yeah. from anything socialist and yeah. gain seats. Um, and this is not a bad look. So. It's not you get to wash your hands off Donald Trump and build and and come back in four years with a better plan. This is not a bad thing for them, but since they are so literally, they're like I, I, they're like soldiers. Um, my fear is that <laughs> no limit soldiers know to keep it rowdy. No, I think for the next four years he's just going to go on rallies and he's gonna yeah. he's gonna get these people fired up and he's gonna get people hurt. That's what I think. That's well, that's. Actually, they already have them planned. They have, they have, so he was, he was supposed to speak at some of these, but I think they're saying that now he won't be, but they already have rallies being planned for, uh, between now and inauguration day to kind of keep drumming up support, keep this shit going, keep this shit running, keep all the, the anger and the hate and the, the mistrust and everything going. That's what they're trying to do. Like, they really don't give a fuck about this country. They really, really, really don't. So it, it's, that's, that's what we live in, boys. Um, but sorry, sorry about that. I should have cleared my, I should have put the mute on, but hey, we got to get these fake ads. We'll be right back with the crew. Rick Garcia, Ben, uh, Nea, Benavante, and Ava. We'll be right back. Hey. We're back. 
Where's Nate? There we are. There he is. He's like, yo, 10 minutes late to this <laughs> No, he's in. He's in. We're here. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. Let's let's get this shit popping real quick. Okay. Let's see. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. 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 Okay. So, Avante, man, how many how many uh, ballots did you fill out this year, man? I know you were the voter fraud nigga. I know you was. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> I got one from about my last six addresses. I got one from my San Diego address. <laughs> I got one from uh, my old college address, man. I just, what I did was. Um, Don't even joke. Don't even joke. Euphemism in my name. So I do Avante, and then I would do Avant, Avanti. He's uh, and then I would lose uh, the accent without the accent mark, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One with that. Yeah, he's gonna be on the, uh, that, that right wing social media site. They're gonna be like, "See, we have proof. You said it." But so, Avanta, what do you how how do you feel about this? Because, like you said, you you're one of the you're you're the one in the group chat that's like, "Man, ain't shit gonna happen. Ain't ain't, ain't shit gonna happen. Like, ain't nothing gonna happen to him if he gets impeached." Blah blah blah. How do you feel about this voter fraud approach to his to his his laws? I mean, well, first of all, he's been telling us about it for for quite some time, so we knew what was his, his plan of action was. But I mean, we obviously know it's all a farce. We all obviously know that when it comes down to it, there's like no evidence, and if there is, it's such a a minimal amount of mm-hmm. te- quote unquote fraud that it's not going to sway what an eight million plus popular vote lead or even electoral college for that matter in any of those swing states. Um, so. I mean, I, I really don't give a shit about it, to be honest with you, because not, nothing's going to happen at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like and, that, that, and that's exactly, that's exactly, that's why I asked this motherfucker first, because <laughs> he's on team. I don't give a shit about my, it. My, shit gonna happen. Be over. Ain't nothing going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I will say this, though. I will say this. Well, what, what, uh, what a show of democracy that, you know, um, we were all able to vote, and every single person, not every single person, but everybody came out to vote. And it was so easy for me to vote. I'm always going to vote by mail for here on out. But yeah. it's good to see that it's easier to vote for uh, people like me who I don't I don't do my civic duty to go. But the fact that I can sit on my couch and swipe, swipe, swipe and put it in the mail and go, that's going to be that's going to be a hopefully a game changer for Democrats moving forward as well. Because, you yeah. know, niggas want to stay at home and vote. They don't want to go somewhere. So. Oh, there it is. Nate's showing right there. His, his little voting, his little this voting. My mail, my mail you in have ballot. to mail that, Nate. You have to put in the mail for it to count. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got this motherfucker, I think, the day before the election or the day of the election. Yeah, that was the thing, but, too. People, yeah, people weren't getting their in. ballots. Yeah, I, okay. went in, I went a week before or something like that. I was okay. I went in super early because it was literally two by my house. I live in a mostly Republican area, so, you know, they weren't going to vote early. So I was, yeah. right in, <laughs> I was right in that house. Like, well, Rick, what can you do? You have the numbers uh, brought up anywhere. Could you could you tell us what the numbers were or are the, or at least or at least the most important numbers to you, the, the ones that you thought were the most interesting or the ones that that made you be like, "Fuck, man! I can't believe this 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 should happen right here." Yeah, 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 totally. So I think top line, which we've talked a little bit about um, already, but you know, right now I have Biden at seventy-seven versus Trump at seventy-three. So seventy-seven million voters. It's going to only grow as New York counts their absentees and California count their absentees. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's just an incredibly impressive number. You know, Biden or Joe getting Biden being above fifty percent. Right, he's going to land at 51, maybe 51 and a half percent. That's going to be huge, um, and it really shows that 
I, I mean, I've always said, I think Biden ran, you know, nearly the perfect campaign. There's again, a lot that we can talk about and probably in a different session, we should devote an entire one to down ticket as we get more data in. Okay. Um, but I think that, you know, at the top of the ticket, like he did what he had to do. And I think that he stayed focused in the states that he needed to stay focused in. And with Val to show here that in, in Michigan, we're going to win by, you know, two and a half to three points in Pennsylvania, we're going to win by, you know, probably a point to a point and a half in Wisconsin. It's going to be really, really close, but we'll win probably by like half a point to maybe a point. Um, these are all states that, that, and actually let me just say in Minnesota, we're going to win by like seven or eight points, which, which is much, much, much wider than, than, than Clinton had won that state in 16. Yeah. In Arizona, we're going to win by half a point to a point. In Georgia, That's it's going to be huge. half a point to a point. So, huge. I mean, and I think, you know, people here are like, oh, well, you only won by two points. But these are such tight states. And when you look at the margins that Trump won in those states in 16 and compare them to the margins that Biden won in, in 20, you know, it really shows that his his strategy of really focusing on the Rust Belt and staying focused on Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, uh, Minnesota, and not spending too much time in, in Texas or in Iowa, in Ohio, or these states that they thought he might have a chance in, in a landslide victory, mm -hmm. was the absolute right strategy. And it was different than Clinton's strategy in 16. In 16, she was going to all these different states and not, I don't even think she went to Wisconsin, but once or something. So like, yeah. you have to focus on the states that you need to win in order to win, and then hope that the other ones follow. Mm -hmm. Joe ran that campaign. The basement campaign, I think, worked when, you're, when your campaign is that I'm the adult and the responsible um, one in charge with COVID. I'm not you know, I understand guy. there was criticism of him not having these big rallies like Trump did but that would just fly in the face of his message. It enabled him not to have you know, a ton of gaffes. It made it so that he's not out there every day and so you get this kind of Biden fatigue. He's not fighting against Trump on Trump's terms, you know, uh, um, rally to rally. And so you know, I give, you know, maybe it's an A or A minus because again, down ticket didn't work so well, but for Biden himself, he did exactly what he needed to do and he did it in the states he needed to do it in. So yeah. I, I'm really, really impressed um, not only by the campaign that he ran, but also just the margins that he won in states that, you know, were, we thought were going to be on nice edge. Well, I'm glad you said that, all of that, because in my opinion, I think that he ran the perfect campaign. And, and I have to give credit to Avante because he brought up the other day that he was the only person in the thread who, during the primaries, said that Biden was the perfect and damn near only candidate that was going to be able to do this. And I, and he, he became, he ended up being right. Like, I, I don't believe that any other candidate would have been able to do this. When you think about Donald Trump still getting the second most votes ever for the president of the United States and the, all the, the seats that were lost in the house and where the Senate is now, the, what, what Joe Biden did, was incredible. Like there, it wasn't. It wasn't this blue wave that we talked about. The the Republican voters, the Don, the Trumpers, were just as motivated as everybody else was to get their man reelected, so they could keep being outward racist, you know, and, and be and be put on a pedestal for being a racist and be happy about being a racist. They wanted that shit, man. That shit. That shit is intoxicating, man. It's like cocaine, man. It's cocaine's a hell of a drug, and so is racism, right? So they really, really wanted that, and they came out. And Joe Biden, man, like. I think we talked about this. Basically, all he had to do was not fuck up, and that's what he did. That was his campaign. I, not go out there and 
And oh, he did at the beginning where he said, you know, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. But we, 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 we you know, we, <laughs> that was that was like a that was like a year, almost like a year ago. I know that's in the primary, yeah. But yeah, I, like, I think he learned from that. Go ahead, yeah. man. Well, I, th- I think this this was like old America versus the new America coming up. Like the youth really was engaged. And it it really, I know Ben Knox social media, but social media really helped push the Biden campaign with young voters getting out. Because, I, because what I saw was a lot of young kids rebelling against what their parents in some of these states um, usually believe in what they're taught. So I think a lot of that was like, and now everyone, you know, we're, we're, this country is like, everyone knows a gay, uh, outwardly gay person or everyone has more of a colorful friends. And they're like, wait, I, I'm not going to side with my parents who I literally have nothing in common with. I'm siding with my friends who are a representation of me. And I think that's what it was. It was one campaign running on what America kind of was before. Yeah. Um, and, and and giving those people a platform like if i just i don't understand having a 70 year old man's name on a truck uh, <laughs> and and that being your personality that's your whole personality or the know? flag i get like, like no candidate he's not this is not a king this isn't a fucking god this is a no, person who should be running this country not someone you worship and you use as a fucking as a as an idol so it's weird to me it's really weird to me and it made me it made me realize like oh like when i get on facebook i'm just laughing like bro i can't i can't argue you lost it's over we're moving forward you you don't you don't believe in covid you think all the media is fake i can't have a i can't have a conversation with you yeah because oh the votes are fraud okay well you fucking won some you won you you actually did well in the other the other two portions yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that's that's the thing so the, Mitch, the, top, McCall- the top of the ballot is the fraud the yeah. rest of the ballot is- <laughs> and, and that was the thing and only fraud in these states and only for this office yeah <laughs> and then that's the thing. So in the Senate chamber, I think it was yesterday or the day before, Mitch McConnell basically said that. He's like, yo, uh, Republicans, we picked up seats here. We picked up seats here and there. But, you know, you know, Donald Trump, he lost, man. And that shit's fraudulent. We should, he should be able to check in, you know, and go through the process to make sure that those votes aren't fraudulent. How 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 come how are those? Why would you stop fraud at the? T- what would you stop? <laughs> it's just like they're the same fucking ballots too. You vote for the same. You vote for each person on the same fucking ballot. Like some of those Republicans voted for those Republican senators and and Congress people on that same ballot, and then they just voted for Biden on the top because they couldn't fucking deal with Donald Trump anymore. That's I mean it's just it's crazy. It's crazy as fuck. But Avante, how can you explain? what it was if you remember because i don't remember but, but explain what it was that made you feel that biden was going to be the perfect candidate or the only candidate to be able to do this it, it wasn't it was before he started to get into the race and everybody was kind of building up their campaigns when everyone you know harris and cory booker and bernie sanders and all them and biden was like no nah, no nah, i'm waiting i'm gonna see i don't think so and at that point i was like man Biden's the only one who's going to be able to win it because he has the black vote. Niggas, I mean, it's great for Kamala, but like she didn't excite me as a black candidate. Uh, Not I didn't at even all. Vote for Cory her. Booker doesn't excite me as a black candidate. Nope. Nope. Whoever other black candidate was, I was like, the only thing that Biden has going for him is that he was Obama's guy. Mm-hmm. And niggas yeah. love Obama. So <laughs> I was like, 
I think because of that, I'm like, you know what? Only person that's going to win this against Donald Trump would be would be Biden because we're going to show up to vote for him. Like, we will show up and show out to vote for him. I'm glad I, I asked you that shit because that's the, the most simplest motherfucking explanation ever. <laughs> I can, I can see, I can see Avante on CNN. See, see, what <laughs> exactly? It's because the niggas, man. <laughs> the nigga do. Our very own Von Jones over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, you see the niggas right here. <laughs> <laughs> the niggas right here, the nigga done was gonna be like, <laughs> this whole, this whole but, but it happened, it all happened. Uh, it's true. Was, I said Warren was gonna be his VP at one point, and I, I fucked up on that because I thought it was be good for you. I think I said I'm down for that, but but Harris yeah. is a smarter choice, I think. I think, well, yeah, Harris, yeah. Harris was Harris was a okay, black people, you saved me in the primaries, this is what I gave to you right here. Well, that so so Avante from what Avante, the negative that Avante explained is true because Joe even even during the primaries Joe was bottomed out he was done. Me and Rick talked about this because uh, because uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, Bloomberg. Bloomberg had jumped in late, and I was like, oh, Bloomberg about to t- blow this shit away because he has so much money. And he jumped in late. He jumped in late specifically because Biden was down so far. Biden was going to be out of the race in the in the black. The, the old heads, the old black heads in South Carolina brought Joe back from the fucking dead. Like, they, they resurrected his ass. They fucking Undertaker memed his ass. Like, he said, who? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and the, that was the nigga. Avante called it yeah. straight up. <laughs> this is the niggas, man. And, and Kamala was. Yeah, I think it is. Kamala was a thank you for that. Like, yeah. I see you. I acknowledge you, what you guys did for me. This is what I want to do for you. Yeah, go ahead, Rick. I, I loved in his speech, in his, in yep. his uh, acceptance speech, you know, he yeah, named, yeah, yeah. you know, came out, Young came out, you know, yeah. he named I thought he forgot and about I was us. listening and I was thinking, wait, 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 he's missing, he's missing. I thought he elected. Like they saved, you know, black people saved his campaign without black, the black vote in South Carolina. There's no Joe Biden anymore. Like the other five times he ran for office, right? Or for, yep. for uh, president. And then he said that and I was like, but, and, and he, like he, he made it distinct, right? Yeah. He said, he, like, I he puts on a pedestal. He puts on a pedestal because yeah. so I was in the bed. I was in the bed in Arizona listening to it, and he had said everybody. He said the LGBTQ. He said the working, you know, women or whatever. He said, and I was like, oh, this nigga forgot. This nigga, he, he must have forgot. Yeah. And then, and then, and then he goes, and then he goes, oh, I'm the I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was so happy that he said that shit because it's true, man. And and. And I and we said this too, and I said this man he better make good, he better do right by us because so we all know Darren. I don't know if you've met Darren, uh, Rick, but he's one of our friends, and me and Avante Naya, we've all known him since middle school, right? And and he's he's on this hotep shit, right? Where he's been listening to uh, Dr. Umar and, and Harold and Kumar, all these niggas right there talking about he's <laughs> he's he says his 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 quote now is that. I am not voting unless there is, um, is unless there are uh, like written concessions directly made for black people now. And that's what, and, and they, and they got these, these niggas brainwashed. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. So let's say you were in a battleground state and withholding your vote would have meant that Donald Trump would have won this state and then become president again. Is that, is that something that you're willing to, to risk? And he had no, he had really had no answer for that. But the fact 
that he said that, that's what that means. Like, you'd rather see another, the tyrant take office again if you're not getting something directly for black people. And I get that because we do deserve whatever. We deserve reparations. We deserve everything. We, you know, 40 acres and a mule, all that kind of shit for, you know, building this country to what it is now. Um, but there's a process. And not only is there a process, you have to, you can't withhold your vote and, and risk having another person like this or the same person, this person running this country the way that he did for the last four years because you want to be selfish and get something directly for black people. And, 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 and negotiating with, with these terrorists like Ice Cube and all that kind of stuff like that. So, I mean, it's just crazy, man. I, I just hope that they do right by black folks who got him into the office and, and, and uh, put policies in place that help not only black people, but specifically black people and then everybody else who has been um, disenfranchised and undervalued in this country. That's, I'm, that's I'm, what I hope. I'm interested, I'm interested to see what Harris's legacy will be as this VP for these four years, because I think she's going to try to make a name for herself through this and, and possibly move. Um, so this is, I think these next four years for her are, are big to see. Yeah. What yeah. Has well, Biden said, Biden said he's only going to have one term. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, but she has kind of, yeah, she slowly has, has shifted people's views of her. Cause That's I, true. I mean, I, I could care less about, and then I was like, you know, I'm going to give her a second chance. Um, and I, I like the way she speaks and, you know, she's a woman of color and different backgrounds. So I think this is this for her is uh, Biden's going to do what Biden's going to do. But for these four years, something she's going to try to do something to make a name for herself. And I'm interested to see what that is. Well, my go ahead, Ben. Go ahead, Ben. Maybe Rick can speak to this more than I can. But there, I know that there is a um, somewhat of a civil war going on in the like in the Democratic Party, like right yeah. now yeah. between the progressives and the moderates and like the centrists or whatever, and. Uh, um, and which one that is? Um, that is Sia. Hey, Sia, what's up, girl? She he's saying hi. Hi. <laughs> but there, there is a. I think Kamala has to. She. Are she good? Keep talking, Ben. Yeah, she. She has a um a delicate tightrope she she has to walk through like the four, next four years she has to. No, gain enough support from the moderates, but also like tap dance and with, you know, progressives. And like, it's, it's one of those things where you can, you can circumvent the Bernie Sanders and vote for Joe Biden, but now there is no Bernie Sanders, there is no Joe Biden, and there's more younger people, Gen X, no, Gen Zs, who are gonna be, you know, a part of the electoral and then, like they want to, they want their, you know, shit heard, essentially. Yeah. Well, so hold on, hold on, Rick. Before you go, so there's two topics that we have to address here. There's, there's one is the civil war that's currently going on inside of the Democratic Party. So, but let's talk about because Rick and I actually had a conversation about Kamala early on in the, um, in in the primaries, right? So, he was he's he's been on Kamala the whole time. He donated to Kamala early. I donated to Kamala early as well. Um, but Rick didn't know that niggas didn't really fuck with Kamala. He didn't know that. He didn't know that. We don't really. She was a yeah, girl. exactly. She, she putting she away the truancy. Yeah, he didn't know that. He didn't know that. And and 
for the record, she didn't actually lock anybody up for that. She wanted to um, institute legislation that would do that, but it never actually went through. Um, I think there was only one parent that was arrested for it in the whole state of uh, California and San Francisco um, in particular. Because I, I did the research on it because I was bringing it up to Rick and he's like, well, is, did this even happen? I was like, well, let me do the research. And I found there was only one parent that got arrested for it, but that was what she wanted to do. Um, and, and for us black people, like, yo, you want to, first of all, it's hard for us to sometimes get our kids to school, but now you want to throw us into prison if we can't do that. And, and, and she's, um, she's a, you know, a, a criminal, uh, uh, she was a, what's called prosecutor. She was the district attorney. Then she became like, you know, the Senator or whatnot. And she was just hard on crime. And what have we been trying to fight against? forever or at least super recently is uh, reform for that whole shit so yeah she was 12 like she was the feds she was 12 so niggas don't really didn't really fuck with her but rick didn't realize that because he was a former gop operative so those are usually the people that he fucks with so <laughs> so so where are my mod where are my moderate democrats at where are my moderate democrats at? <laughs> so, so she i'm gonna be looking uh closely at what she's gonna do to prove to us that she has changed or that she is willing to to push push the other way from what her her narrative was before Rick what what do you think yeah i think i think and also how active of a vp she is yeah, right well, she's going to be active think about the historical vp role is not very active yeah. you know Cheney was under bush for for the reasons that we know he was the president uh, you know pence hasn't done anything uh, He's really a bitch. Under <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just—he's like the, he mimic or parrots Trump, you know. Biden, to an extent, um, he, Obama did give him. I mean, he got the he got the 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 TARP or whatever passed, right? So like the the Recovery Act. So like he ha yeah. he did have that legislative prowess. Right. I'm really curious how come up, how how Harris is gonna is gonna kind of click into that. I think um, I, I, well, hold on hold on a sec. I think she's I think she's gonna actually be the mouthpiece. I think that she because you know Joe he's getting older. Like his his a whole right eye is droopy, or is it right or the left eye? Is, I've been noticing he's like this. He like what I look like when I'm drunk. But I, I think that she's gonna be the mouthpiece because she speaks very well and she's very very intelligent and um and I think that she can get the point across. So I think she's actually gonna be the mouthpiece. But go ahead. Well, and, and that's actually when I came around on her is that I saw her in some of these hearings uh, early in the in the Trump administration. And I was like, damn, like this reminds me of like, if I got in trouble and like somebody's like scolding me, you know, and like he's like putting these elected officials in their place. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's like what we need right now because yeah. we're kind of, the Democrats are sort of a soft party to an extent. Oh, they're I such, think, right? such bitches. They're such pussies, man. They're terrible. So like Harris coming out there just pounding, pounding. I was like, oh shit, like this is fucking good. Um, but the civil war within the party, like that was always going to happen, right? Like the parties yeah. are, like we've been heading in that direction since 16, right? Under Bernie, probably even before that. Mm -hmm. um, so that was inevitable. And I think the challenge now is going to be that the margins in the House specifically aren't there anymore to, to, to be able to lose, you know, five, 10 different uh, House member votes. And so Pelosi's done an amazing job with um, keeping this coalition together and keeping her caucus together. Can that translate into a Biden presidency? So the well, next few years are going to be really interesting. 
Well, speak to specifically what it was this week. I, I know it was, I can't remember what the, the Congresswoman's name was, but she specifically called out the, the far left wing of the Democratic Party for, for losing our seats, basically. She said, yeah, go ahead. It's messaging, right? So mm -hmm. for, for the center, the center's saying, look, you know, as we looked at focus groups and exit polls and all of that, the messaging of defund the police, yeah. right? It's an incredibly mm -hmm. unpopular message in centrist districts. However, when you flip that and you say divert resources or shift resources from the police into community-based programs, there's like a 70% approval rating on that. You can't get to 70% approval without getting Republican on board as but, well. It doesn't, it doesn't look as good on a protest sign. No, no, but it wasn't even the protest sign. It wasn't even um, the, the fact that the protesters were saying it. What happened was that the GOP, the GOP machine took that message and they fucking right. blurted it out there. And that's right, what, and that's right. what got people off board. You know, they, they use, they use it as a political weapon, as a tool to, to change, to take those votes away from them. That's this is the same shit as Obamacare and Affordable yes. Care Act. Like yeah. they, yes. You know, this is yeah. the same thing. And I, and I, you guys might not agree. And I seen Twitter kind of not agree with this either. I just think defund the police is the worst line to use when you're trying to get over people to a, a, a the other side. Well, yeah, because it's, it's not even it's because it's not it's not even indicative of what they're asking. Exactly. They don't they don't want to defund the police. It's invest in your community. Yeah. And you won't need so much fucking police and, and all yeah. this stuff. And you don't need to send people out to guns for for silly little things that ends up turning into hostile things. Exactly. Uh, because I mean, it's messaging. Yeah, I don't think we should. I don't think we should get rid of the police department or whatever the hell they're running with. I just think there needs to be other other. A guy with a gun coming to your house should shouldn't be the first thing that happens all the time, you know. Yeah, for um, for mental for mental um, mental issues and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. like for if, if, if somebody's having a mental breakdown, there shouldn't be a policeman with a gun coming to your house. It should be uh, a medical worker or or a psychologist, something like that, that could deescalate. Or situation. after school programs or places for yeah. kids to go, so they're not just wandering at home by themselves when mm -hmm. their parents are working double jobs and stuff like that. So. And you can't do that in a lot of communities when the LAPD budget is $2 billion a year. Well, yeah. I mean, I lived in South Central and they would pull over kids in backpacks all the time right by my house. Mm -hmm. And the kids would just be like, what's, you know, like, what the, what the fuck and stuff like that. And it's, I think it's, a, that stuff is a waste of money. Why not have programs and sports and, and stuff for these kids? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I don't Maybe Rick can speak more about what some of these programs are that are helping more and better, but you know. I, I, it really ties back to messaging, right? So again, like Republicans are just great at messaging. So if you mm -hmm. think about step back from the campaign, what do we remember about it, right? And we should ask this question in like three months that, you know, Democrats are socialists, they're far mm -hmm. left socialists, they're going to shut down the country uh, because of COVID and therefore destroy the economy and they're going to defund the police and there's going to be rampant crime, looters, rioters in the communities. That's, I mean, that's what he ran on, and that's essentially all he ran on. He didn't run on any policy of this, right? Because <laughs> he doesn't have any. He doesn't have any. Exactly. And I have, Democrats. I have this uh, dope-ass fucking uh, health care plan that's going to come out in two weeks. Maybe going to get on it right. next week, but maybe the week after. Right. And, and so you say it enough times, and you have people that don't really, they're not really in the weeds of this, and it's like, ah, fuck, I do have to cast this vote. And ah, I did see some, some, I did see some damage on the street. 
you know, maybe I'll go ahead and vote, you know, you know taking it, right? So like, yeah. it, even though it's not true, when you hear it enough and it's just, it's so saturated in the media, that's what you true. Yeah. And I think that's where, the, where Democrats, if they're able to change that messaging, defund the police, you're right, it looks great on a, on a poster board in a protest. But what's it really mean if we're able to put that into like some pithy say, saying or something, people might rally behind that, right? Like pre-existing conditions. Nobody wants to lose coverage for pre-existing conditions anymore, right? But when you said, hey, like it's socialized medicine and it's Obamacare and yada, yada, people like, fuck that. Yeah. But when you say pre-existing conditions, they're like, no, 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 I want that, I want to keep that, right? So it's just like, how do we come up with better messaging? Lincoln Project actually did a great job of uh, around messaging, but they're a Republican group, right? Like, yeah. like Democrats get that. <laughs> yeah, I saw something that said like, Lincoln Project is is like uh, is some ah, I can't remember what it was. Damn, my fucking shit. But uh, <laughs> I know I know what you're referring to, but I can't remember it either. Okay, yeah, try to remember that shit. I know you'll remember it before me. Yeah, you got more brain cells. Um, <laughs> but it was uh, what was I say? Oh yeah, so Rick and Rick Rick and I have talked about this as well. So Republicans they fucking play to win. Democrats they play to do the right thing. For the most part, that's how it is. Like Republicans are fucking dirty and slimy. They'll cheat, they'll steal, they'll suppress, they'll be racist, they'll use racism, they'll do everything. Democrats, pussies. They wanna be, they wanna they wanna be the moral compass or do the things or be seen as the, the party that wants to do the things right for people. But isn't that you know, I, I generally like that being the moral yeah, compass me too. of the world. Me too. But I just then you, know you got to be a little harder. Exactly. Them. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. And I and I'm I'm basically that person, right? But I know when it gets down to it, I have to pull out all the stops to get my wins. Just like in fantasy football, like you know, what I'm saying I don't cheat, but motherfucker, I'll be out here throwing trade offers from from dusk till dawn to get over on y'all bitches. That you know, what I'm saying because that's just uh, what I do. Uh, so you're being a little democratic now because you ain't winning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got the most, well, I got the most points in league, though. Well, I got the most points in league. You guys are losing right now. Hey, bro, um, this is just like democracy, baby. It doesn't matter if you have the most votes. It wins the most states. That's not democracy. And I got the most states. No, that's not democracy. That's the bullshit that we have. I got the electoral college or whatever. I got yeah, seven. there you go. I got seven states, you got more points. I'm always, I know I'm always the one with, like, the pop culture references and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. This, re this reminds me of... Um, the Walking Dead. Oh, 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 for Negan or for who? Yeah, for well, well, Rick, the main character. For oh the, yeah. How Rick essentially to for Rick to beat Negan, Rick has almost become Negan. Yes. Know? And like he's yeah. like like the purpose of the show is these the dead are turning human beings into monsters, mm -hmm. and like in order in order to to build a society that you want to live in. Sometimes you have to become be the monster. monster. Yep. And Rick was always Rick was always the voice of reason, and he never wanted to jump. He never wanted to cross that and line. Then, and then and then it got it got uh, that Asian Glenn's head bashed in. Yep. Uh, yep. You know. So yep. like sometimes you gotta play dirty. You got to. And these and these dudes play dirty to get the just to get in the game, just to get in the door. And then once you're in the door, then you can like okay, it's, let's calm it down. Yeah. Let's, let's now we're let's play civilized. Yeah. This is where Marcus and I used to always disagree, where I'd be like, no, 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 we can't do that. We can't do yeah. that. We can't go that route. We can't pack the courts. We can't kill the filibuster. Like these things, no, 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 these are norms. And Marcus is like, 
dude, are you kidding me? Like they're doing all these things. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make it right. And I've, you know, obviously, I, you know, I've moved much more further into like, no, you actually, to your point, we have to do that to get an even playing field. Like there are two Supreme Court justices on the court right now that are GOP votes because they broke the rule. Like they didn't yep. play by the social norms. Mm -hmm. We have to break those and get two more on to balance that out and then call it even, go back to the norms, right? But like, mm -hmm. otherwise we're just always gonna be running from behind. And, right, and that's right. just, go ahead. What, uh, just, I'm, I'm interested in what made you flip over. Cause when I met you, you were a, a, a red little blue devil from Duke and you were just like, <laughs> His, what his, his, fucking, his, his fucking his uh, his fucking Wi-Fi name in San Francisco was 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 what was it Bush George W. Bush. It's my Wi-Fi here too, though. So you just give. Oh, there's no way to buy it. I'm playing with you. I'm playing with you. I'm FiOS O five four two WVZ. You know, I think I think it's twofold, right? I think a lot of it's is life experience, and you know, I grew up in a relatively you know. I mean, it's a white community, right? I grew up in Santee. Like, Clancy. they call it Clancy for a reason, right? You don't yeah. get a lot of exposure to people with different beliefs or different backgrounds. You get to Duke, and, you know, Duke had a bit more diversity um, there. I think I turned much more socially liberal there, stayed fiscally conservative. But you still don't have that same sort of, you know, the, the uh, you're just not like, you don't have the experience, I suppose. And I think that as I gained more experience, started traveling more, reading more, meeting people of different backgrounds, cultures, different countries. You're, um, not, a, and you're not around enough black people, that's what. <laughs> True, right, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so I think that, you know, that was where it was like, I was compartmentalizing and saying, I don't vote on social issues because they don't affect me. Uh, but I do vote on, on fiscal issues because they do, you know, very heavily affect me, right? Tax policy and things of that nature. And, you know, a number of years back now, I, I kind of flipped it and I said, you can't keep those two things separate. Like, I can't mm -hmm. say, I don't give a shit what they do to, to my buddies, right? Because I have a great tax rate now. Like, that's yeah. not how you, how I at least want to live my life. And so, you know, I think this group right here has really helped me, Marcus, specifically in, in, in that kind of path and that journey to education. So, as I always say, I'm very thankful for that, Marcus. Yeah, love you, man. That nah, is worth all the worth all the effort, man. All the texts. <laughs> well, I was just because the reason I asked is because Rick is a white passing Latino. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't think he, he white Cuban. He white Cuban. Cuban. Who, by the way, Jesus Christ! I'm like, come on, Cubans, really, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, just the Latino vote and stuff like that. And people were like, well, uh, Hispanics are notoriously scared of socialism because of of what it's done to their countries and stuff like that. So, I was just curious on what that um, what made you flip over because they, they uh not they excuse me <laughs> okay uh they uh like marcus and and ben and stuff would get on me because back when i was hey, and i'm and i'm still and i'm and i'm still learning more and more but i was very much like bush 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 republican republican blah 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 he sure was um, he sure was but you know i i wasn't voting back then i was just standing on whatever stupid ground i had on um but I was just curious on what made you kind of come over. And I still feel myself as a very moderate dem Democrat because I also know, because I was, I was raised on, on a, a lot of those programs for the poor. And I understand that I wouldn't be probably be around if those programs didn't exist, but I also understand that sometimes those programs um, uh, hinder people to the point where they're just, they're, they get used to that behavior and that lifestyle. So I'm always like, I, I always have my battles between giving, helping people and then just letting them become, 
you know, things that I've seen happen to my family and stuff like that. We, we spoke about this earlier this week that, that black people are the moral compass of the United States. You know, if, if you hang out if, or if you socialize and if, or if you um, ingratiate yourself with the black community, you'll get a better understanding of, of what we live in on a daily basis. And, as, and by, when I say we, I say as Americans, what we as Americans live in. Uh, as a white person, if you can see your fellow, you know, your fellow American, your fellow black, your fellow his, uh, Hispanic American or Latino American, what they go through on a daily basis, and what, their, what their life is like, then you can kind of understand what the fuck this country is. Like you, just because you get all the privileges or just because you don't, you know, see racism or feel it just doesn't, doesn't mean it's not there. You know, and and because you can you can read a, a Candace Owens book and be like, yo, she's oh she has, she's right, and and you know these these people these these black people just need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and and do the right thing and and stop sagging and all this kind of shit and they'll be okay. You really you realize if you have interactions with people that don't look like you, you'll realize like okay, this is a whole different world for them and. And the country doesn't operate the same for everybody. Rick, Rick brought up a good point about the paradigm between uh, black and white people. Black and white voters, where white people think of more fiscally my bank account, and black people think more socially, like collectively, like we have to stick together to, you know, make it in a world that wasn't designed for us, mm-hmm. you know? So a lot of black people vote like with the conscious of uh, we over me, you know? And I think a lot of white people have a hard time understanding that because they don't have to, you know, like Rick said, you know, they don't have to go through the same trials and tribulations that most people of color in this have, country have. Have had to have, have had to go through for the last 200, over 200 years. And that's what it is. Exactly. That's the, yeah. 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 That's the difference. So, so I, and I also don't, don't think white people understand the concept of, you know, a high tide raises all ships. Yeah. Like, like if you're if you're raising the economic floor of, you know, poor black people, then the poor rural white people benefit from that too. Mm-hmm. And like every like if there's a if there's a solid basis for people to eat and live and be able to, you know, propel themselves up to the next level, the next economic, you know, plane. And it's better for the entire society. Yeah. Well, so and that's and a lot of athletes do that. Some some athletes go broke because when they get the money, they try to bring all the homies on and get the homies on too. And that's just and that's what black communities try to do, you know. And, and that's because that's what we've you know we've had. You know, it's only been you know oh we got that one that he got out. He, he can dribble, you know, or he can rap, uh, and he tried to come yeah. back to the hood and bring like LeBron and all his people. So yeah. Uh, and we got we got more fake ads. Can you guys do another one? Can we do another one? Another segment? Come on, sure. come on. One more, one more, one more. Okay, all right. All right, we'll be right back. Yo, yo, yo. Get to that I wanted to, that I wanted to touch on. So this one will be quick. 
CNN coverage over here. We're going, we're going three hours. This is called Scorsese podcast. <laughs> hey, there's, there's just there's a couple topics that we didn't get to that I wanted to t- to discuss. I think they'll be funny. I think they'll be fun. Um, we didn't get to what was it? Let me see. Let me see. It was that it was that parlor shit. What what is this parlor shit? Oh, probably is the hottest new app where you can put all your YouTube link conspiracy videos. <laughs> feel free to be a conservative in your own home and not be fucking censored by the fake media. My, my, uh, my parlor is, uh, <laughs> Trump's my daddy, if you guys want to follow me. What is it? <laughs> I Trump my daddy. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the so that's the thing. So so from my understanding, this parlor shit was it just developed after the after the election? And it's been it's been around. It's just picked up legs because that's like a platform okay. where they're saying you can come here and you you don't have to worry about posting your YouTube video link and it being saying it's down. truthful. So yeah. I'm just seeing I'm seeing people just post like, oh come follow me, and and they're like, oh that's a right wing extremist, and they're like, no, it's a place <laughs> for conservatives. <laughs> And I'm like, yes. There's a so, reason why all your videos are getting flagged. I work yeah. in media, like my background. <laughs> is, I know a video filled with uh, with stock footage that they're buying and making, you know, putting the music over and saying, yeah. Like, and they 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 um, they break down these videos all the time where they're like, this is a this is a riot in in Spain. It's not even in America. Yeah. Like, yeah. So so. People like you know Donald Trump's platform is if I can get people to believe in the news and believe me, it's you know 100%. it's Rick's Rick's favorite man. You know he has a lot of books on him. What was his name again, Rick? Minecraft, uh, um, uh, Mr. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it starts with Adolf, ends with Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> well, this see this is actually parlor. He, oh God, he, he would be the biggest one on there. Like, this is actually a, a playbook straight from Hitler's playbook. Like, it's a play from Hitler's playbook. Like, what Hitler did was he would discredit, he tried to discredit the media. Well, this is what all tyrants do. This is all dictators do. The, the dictator playbook is, is to take power, discredit the media, uh, discredit science, um, consolidate all the power in, unto yourself, and then just basically, uh, and, 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 uh, and make yourself wealthier and pick, make your friends wealthier. Um, so what they do in Russia, so what they what they did in Germany, what they did in Cuba. But have that's we'll have, have to have a Cuba episode. Yeah, state-run media. We'll have to have a Cuba episode because there was there's some there's some um, differences in that with that has to do with racism. But that this is what you do, right? Like Goebbels, you know, all those fools. Like they had they had a whole the the, the Nazis had their own production company. Basically, it was like fucking. It was it was. Disney, not not Disney, not Disney. You know what I'm saying? Let's like great productions. Like that. That's hundred percent. Like they had movies. I, I watched them. So I had a history of um, history of primetime television in, in high school, or sorry, in college, and a history of international films. And we watched a lot of these Nazi, the Nazi propaganda films. And they were like, they were they were really really good produced, they're really well produced, really well directed, and stuff like that. They were good movies, and that's what it was. It's like super propaganda. It's crazy. When really, when really smart people are sending me Pandemic One and Two, I'm starting <laughs> like to scratch my head because I always looked up to these people as people who are probably more intelligent to me. And yeah. I'm like, you watch this and you believe it. It's partly, it's a little bit like, um, and we fell into it with um, what's his no, name? you did, Coney. 
No, 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 no. Oh, Hold okay. on, relax. relax. <laughs> you were a big, you were a big Michael Moore guy, Marcus. But, uh, Michael, Michael Moore, Michael, Michael Moore does good work. Hold on. Yeah, but he 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 processes under the same thing. Well, he'll show you something to get. Yes, yes. Even though he's a little bit more liberal and stuff like that, he was doing the same shit. That's how he built his platform. Is make I mean the whole nine eleven video and stuff like that, which you know Fahrenheit nine eleven all that. That stuff is to fucking get people fired up. It's not. It's not. It's not, it's not so much truth. It's more. I don't like this guy. I'm gonna show you why I don't like him. And blah 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 blah. But and, he was kind of right though. Even if you, I'm not saying that he was right or wrong. I'm saying like that. There's I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Of, of yeah filmmaking. Yeah. That's what it is. It's a tactic yeah. in filmmaking, and yeah. to fire people up. And that's now what you have is you have all these fake conspiracy videos going on, and now you're seeing like people look at they're dumping down ballots, and they're like, no, those were ballots that were uh, misprinted and stuff. They're like, no. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, I'm gonna create it. Uh, when Donald Trump got elected, it was like, oh, don't be a snowflake. You can't handle it. And it's like, oh, we're going to our own app where we can be conservative and wish yeah. America go back to the way it was. And I'm like, pussies. I know too much about all these conservatives because I used to hang out with them. And I'm like, I know all the dirty <laughs> shit you used to do. So you can't really just pretend like you're this high moral, you know, want America to be what it was before. It's full yep. of shit. Yeah. Rick, Rick, I know it was one of your homies that made that shit, huh? Cause you, I know it was, I know it was, cause you, you on the tech. You know, I guarantee he knows the person that made the shit, or knows a person that knows the person that made the shit. But I think this is, I think, like, I actually think elevating that up to the big tech argument is incredibly valid because I think that's been one of the biggest problems is the misinformation that's coming out. I think Twitter's done a decent job, doing a great job, but a decent job pre-election and just right before the election, and then now post the election. Facebook's done an absolutely horrific job. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and this information, it's like, first off, this isn't their first rodeo. This stuff happens in other countries mm -hmm. um, where, you know, people release these fake videos to stir up the population and you have these, like, these revenge killings and everything else. So they should be far better prepared than they've been. I don't know if they care, to be honest. They don't. I think they put the profits over people. I don't think that they care. Well, that's the thing. Facebook's taking the, is taking money from the the campaign from the Don campaign, right. so they don't care. No, they don't care. They don't care. Right, right. And I think that's the thing with this parlor, whatever the fuck it's called, is that you know you can post anything you want, and nothing's going to get taken down. Mm -hmm. The question though is 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 it going to be lucrative, right? In the sense that 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 uh, Twitter <laughs> and Facebook are. Is that no, so Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> So no, actually, it won't be. you get a mustache like that, man? Lord so, mercy. so Lord the, mercy. The, I don't think the parlor will be lucrative because they're not going to. I don't. I don't see them getting the same kind of advertisement, advertising dollars as as Twitter and Facebook. So that's one of the reasons why I don't think it's going to survive, even with all of this hatred and stuff that they're going to propagate. It just won't survive. Still dangerous, though, right? Like oh, for sure. Just, just like Breitbart, yeah, yeah. Breitbart, yeah. Stormfront, all that shit. Yeah. 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 It's it's. What you say? It's for conservatives to share whatever it's it's gonna it's gonna end up like an incel white supremacist chat room <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah it's gonna, it's gonna end up like a proud boy chat room anyways where it's just oh share yeah. whatever they want to share and then all of a sudden you know it's people are planning militia rallies and, and like storm the capital shit yep. you know yep. and like it's it's unfettered nobody's screening it nobody's doing nothing and yep. it's like yeah. like people will, will get hurt people will die once, uh, once money hopefully money comes in and they have to kind of 
flip their ways a little bit, but you know. Well, that's the thing. I don't think they're gonna get money. Avante, you gonna open up a parlor, dog? I know you got all the social medias. <laughs> I ain't got shit to do with no parlor, no schmarler, no parlor, <laughs> nothing like that. You have to take a picture. They're gonna let Avante, man. Okay. All right. So so okay. So now we talked a little bit about it earlier, but is is Fox News done? Were they, were they, are they doing a heel turn? Are they going to be able to? Are they going to be able to keep their fan base going? Are they going to go? Are they going to turn to the right? I mean, sorry, to the left? Or are they going to? What's what's happening? No, so Fox actually works just as well in opposition as we saw under the Obama years as they do when their guys in office. Yeah, like there's absolutely no way. So standing up a network is, I mean, they probably can speak to this, but standing up a network is so incredibly difficult. You know, you saw it with OAN, you've seen it with like Newsmax and some of these other, other, other sites. Like you just don't get the coverage, the, the production value, the, the talent, you know, quote unquote, that, you, that Fox has. And so I think the Fox News people, uh, they're not going to leave a paycheck and a large paycheck at that to go to some of these like fringe sites. Yeah. Um, and Fox certainly isn't going to try to move to the left. Um, and then allow those other networks, OAN and to take all whatever of else, and yeah. take the right. So I think what they're going to do is, you know, like, we'll play this through. They'll continue to, like, fuel all these conspiracies. But once Biden's in, day one, it's going to be just like they did with Obama. Mm-hmm. anything we can do to knock this guy down let's do it and people love that shit right they so like, so people enjoy hating something more than they want to like something yeah so do you think because this is what i think i think that fox news and the executives and, and rupert murdoch I, I believe that he understands the the weight that fox news has with the most of these crazy fucking people and i think that they're trying to to damper some of the fire right now so the whole country doesn't explode so they can because if the country explodes then they can't make any more money right so i'm thinking this that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking they're trying to damper it a little bit and then like you said after the inauguration then they'll ramp it back up that's what i'm thinking that's what i'm thinking this ain't nothing but a blip on the radar man right right okay they they, they know they lane it's like a drug dealer in this city a drug dealer in this city they know, <laughs> they know not to cross those boundaries so yeah. they're gonna get their money where they need to get their money at it's simple that's as true. that that's yeah. true yeah, cheese on the board. But you know? what what Trump is doing is shameful, and they don't want to be complicit in that shame. Well, no, they actually because they've been complicit for four years. I don't think it's the shameful shit. I think. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta jump out. Of the, you gotta jump off the ship eventually. But yeah, no, I don't think. I, but I don't think they're going to. After after this is over, he, they're still gonna be his main mouthpiece. I just think that right now they realize that the to to um, a, a, a democracy is so fragile, right? And in the democracy, the free, the free uh, marketplace democracy that we have is even more fragile. And I think that the, the very smart, well, I'm going to say very smart, but the smart business people inside of Fox News know that if we fucking tear this bitch down, none of us are going to be able to make, make money anymore. So what I think that they're doing is putting a little bit of, you know, water on the fire to bring it down a little bit. So, so we can go move forward, transition, inauguration. And then like Rick said, after that shit's over, then they're going to just fucking start stoking the fires again. Because that's when they can start having the money roll back in. Because those, those dumbass people will come back to Fox News because all this still Hannity is going to be there and all those fucking jerks are going to be there. So that's what I think it is. I don't think, I don't think they have one moral bone in their bodies where they think that, oh, we, that Donald Trump is, is too outrageous and we need to jump off, jump off the ship. I don't think that's it at all. And you, you have the news 
the new side of Fox, that, that side of the house, and then you have the opinion side. The opinion side being like Ingram and Hannity, and they're still, Carlson, they're all still like touting all these yeah. conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. The new side is trying to maintain some shred of credibility by saying, look, we counted the votes, we called it ourselves, like Biden's won this election. But typically at Fox, you have the new side and the opinion side working hand in hand, and they're yeah. you know, one in one. In this one now, you see the new side kind of going this way. By no means do I think that they've moved conservative or moved less conservative. It's yeah. just that he lost the election, and no yeah. matter how you slice and dice it, like, like, like now, trust me. Had this election been one state and five hundred votes, like we saw in Florida in two thousand, yeah. the new side is talking just like the opinion side. Yeah, right? yeah, so, like, yeah. How do you overturn five states and yeah. three hundred and three electorals? So yeah, five hundred thirty-seven votes, man. Your man. I, t- I told this to Rick a couple weeks ago, man. He's the that's the reason we are where we are now, cause that motherfucker, man. Five hundred thirty-seven <laughs> votes. Your your motherfucking people, your Cuban people, and I mean, I I, I love my Cuban peoples, man. But y'all motherfucking people, <laughs> man. Y'all I'm did this shit. Doc. I'm watching that doc. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it too. Five hundred thirty-seven. I've been watching it's, off and on throughout the day. Uh, 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 uh Billy Corbin, five hundred thirty-seven votes. It was it's it's um. It's, it's a documentary on, on the 2000, yeah, on HBO Max. It's a documentary. I told you about this, Rick. This is what I, to, I sent this to you. Yeah. It's about the 2000 election and how how it happened, why it happened, and why it's a reflection of what's going on now. You should watch it. It's really. You said it last week. I sent it to you two it's, weeks ago when it came out. It's it's on, but it's on right now. But yeah, it's on HBO Max right it's, now. It's all it's all through it's all through the scope. Of, you. It, it, what? Who got a login password from me for HBO Max? And that's oh, I got you. That's called stealing. Nah, I got you, dog. Hey, Rick, I got you, dog. It's like, yo, you got to pay for that, man. Like, this yo, is your cutting paycheck here. Bro, you don't even know. He, he, he gets on his phone shit all the time. I don't give a fuck, <laughs> man. I'll be pirating everything that I can. Get me, come get me, fans. Come get you me, just, You just committed to a You just committed to a federal crime. I did. <laughs> come get me, cuz. What y'all want to do? <laughs> All right, uh, Avante's corner. What you got, Avante? Oh damn, bro! I, I didn't prepare for that. <laughs> You've been quiet for two hours, and you got Avante's corner. <laughs> uh, I ain't got shit for you, bro. So I mean, uh, no boxing, no no boxing, no college. Mar- I, Marcus, um, you're a. Uh, I, I I equate you to Huey on the boys. If you, I don't know if you guys have watched the boys. But you know how the butcher didn't have a moral compass, and like you know, um, Rick is like, yeah, you know, thanks to Marcus, I I came to a realization of this, and then like maybe Naps had some things that you, like Marcus is like came to the realization because of you. You're like yeah. everybody's moral compass. You're like our our Huey. If you watch the boys, you'd understand what I, I kind of mean. I appreciate means, that. I appreciate yeah, it. I feel like you you well, you everybody's was, a moral compass in a way. If I was I surrounded by like six Avantes or six Ricks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, you'd be a little fucking, uh, you'd be Ted Cruz, uh, Marco Rubio. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I appreciate that, Avante. It's like, I don't know. It's, I've had, I've had the same thoughts and beliefs and, um, and just, uh, I don't know. I don't want to call them morals because I'm, I'm not the most moral person. I do a lot of bad shit, but I've always had the same thought of treating people with respect being being nice to people and being just overall nice and doing good stuff that's just how i've always been and and i i don't know i just don't understand why you, people don't, you don't are, have that you are what a christian should be 
Exactly. If those you hundred percent, I feel that same way. But that's why I don't fuck with them motherfuckers because they are not that. <laughs> <laughs> they are not that. That's why I don't fuck with them. That's a hundred percent. I tried to explain that to this young lady uh, a few months ago, but yeah, like Christians, Christians don't act Christian like straight up. So that's why I don't fuck with them. I don't fuck with them. They don't. Oh, and Joe Biden. I'm sorry, go ahead. Like they don't. Yep. Oh, and there you go. Uh, Rick is Catholic as well. Joe Biden's going to be the only second Catholic uh, president. So who was the other one? Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, Kennedy. Yeah, Kennedy. Kennedy. Heard of him? Yeah. You heard of him, right? You heard of him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's fucking the Marilyn Monroe dog. Hey, you say this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, shit, if you don't got Avante's corner, that was, actually, that was a very good Avante's corner. Thank you very much, Avante. Um, well, shit, man. I, <laughs> That that concludes the election twenty twenty episode. This shit was really really fucking good, man. Good stuff, Rick. Yeah. Good stuff, Naya. Good yeah. stuff, Ben. Good stuff, Avante. Man, this was excellent. Uh, and, and I'll never forgive myself for calling Pennsylvania red state because that's <laughs> that's been bothering me for the last two hours. Um, you edit yeah. that out, Marcus? That no, was no, we don't edit. It's fucking terrible oh, editing. We don't edit, bro. Nate, I saved your ass. Don't tell me that. I saved your ass. That edit was bro. was amazing. If you have half a brain cell, you know what the fucking joke was on that last podcast. And I was just like, <laughs> it's like, bro, what are you doing to me? Nah, that was the best edit ever, dog. They had no idea. <laughs> All right, guys. I love you guys, man. Hey, we won. Probably pooping? He probably we did. Celebrate. We got to celebrate this, right? We, we, we should all feel good about hey, this. We, we just got to. Uh, I was about to say, we just got to be lucky he has pants on. He usually don't have pants on for these motherfuckers. Oh, yeah, usually. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you just let them nuts hang. That's what you usually do. You've been over there, huh? Okay. What's up, Haley? What's up, Haley? Hey, Haley. Hi. That's the hey. one that got away from Rick right there. <laughs> Haley. Hey, what's up, Haley? <laughs> Damn. That's not my baby, though. That's the thing. What happened? <laughs> that don't look like my baby in that crib, Haley. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! I gotta right, come see y'all soon. After COVID, I'll be down there to, to look. Nah, at you know, you're still coming in December, right? I'm thinking no right now, man. 144,000 yeah. cases. COVID. Yeah. Is not right yeah. Now. Hey, we're we're moving back to purple status. Uh, the Rona starting to hit heavy yeah. again. So yeah. I'm thinking March maybe though. March is okay. probably most likely. All right, boys. Well, good shit, y'all. Uh, Love you guys, man. Thank you very uh, much. Yeah. Love you too, man. Thanks for having me. We'll talk soon.